0: You okay there? I'm fine. Okay. You're sure about that? I am. Okay. All right. Ready? Yep. We're going. We're going.
1: Uh,
0: Welcome to Comic Culture. Welcome to Comic Culture. The
1: podcast that talks about about all things (laughs) comics. I got it. I got it. it. I'll take it from here. All things comics. (laughs) I'm I'm Walt. (laughs) Are
0: you sure sure you're Walt? Number you're not my parrot?
1: (laughs) Uh, I'm Chris. Uh, I was reading your two cards, mm. but they weren't cards. They were Ugh. they were oral. You're reading my mind. That's right. Um it's scary. Hey, Chris. Um, It's great that we're, we gather here every week and we chit-chat. <laughs> gather. gather. Like, there's like two of us. <laughs> let's, let's all of hey, us gather. You're not counting <laughs> the studio audience. I'm not
0: counting the myriad of comics we're surrounded by. Right, so lately we have been
1: recording in the uh, Big B Warehouse. Yes, so we're if if nothing can induce pain that <coughs> and the thought of comic books. Oh, right, there's that put too, us yeah. in the mood of comic yeah, books. Yeah. It has to be this place.
0: Yeah, if it. Uh, yeah, it's. Uh, you know what? There's you're right. There's absolutely lots of comic books here, and uh, it should put us in the mood to talk about comics.
1: It should. For some reason, I just feel a little overwhelmed. <laughs> Well, don't feel overwhelmed. No, nope, nope. you and I are gonna. Um, we always pick a topic, and you know what I like about our, our, our discussions. Sometimes, Chris, is sometimes we we haven't even got a clue what we're going to talk about. I don't think there's. An, I don't think there's any sometimes about it until literally ten seconds before. We yeah, start right, thing, right. You know, well, you know what I think we
0: should talk about. Now you're you're a you're a seasoned businessman, seasoned, seasoned, uh-huh. uh, with a little bit of gray around the temples, kind of like a little, a little bit like Reed Richards, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't want to know how you're uh, stretching out in any particular excuse me, way, Chris. Let's keep it simple. Okay, okay, okay. So, uh, anyways, a seasoned businessman. Uh-huh. Uh, now, over the course of your uh, tenure as being of owning Big B Comics, I'm sure. Uh, you've had to endure some ups and downs, and I'm I'm really I'm I actually am curious as to what does it take to own a comic book store these days. I've seen them come and go, I've seen uh, them stay, um, so I want to know like. But I've seen some, I've seen some change and pivot to completely different things. Yeah. Um, you know, like just an example as an example, you see a comic book store that sells starts out selling comics and then they change pretty much just to toys, right. or or collectibles of some kind like that. So, what does it take to
1: own a or comic th- book store and have it be successful? Uh, good question. Um, no. A lot of different things, and you know what? It's a good topic. I like it. Well, we're going to go over uh, a few things. We'll try to keep it uh, keep it real. Keep it real, right? Right on. Um, Solid, because, because we know our listeners if they're, they're they're hip. Are they? I don't know. Okay. I'm, I'm, I they, hope so. they have hip troubles. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah maybe even replacement (laughs) (laughs) Uh, storms are coming Uh, honey it's gonna rain um close the windows um yeah you know what chris First of all, you have to have the bagunias to open one, right? Right, and um, and then you got to make a whole bunch of small right decisions. But at the end of the day, yeah. like that. The, the core gist of a comic shop is to serve a community, right? Well, right. right?
0: Now, okay. So let, let's yeah. just let's just go back a bit here. Let's just go back to uh, Walter Duralia. This is your this life, is your life. So let's just talk a little bit about. Okay, so you you started. You're obviously a collector. You were a fan, and uh-huh. then for whatever reason, you decided to get into the business, and you started. What, did you first start at uh, at like uh, flea markets? Mm-mm, mm-mm.
1: No, went straight to shows. Yeah, me and my buddy Mo. Yeah, we uh, both had collections, and we we decided that it was classic classic example of I got to sell some stuff to buy stuff I want. Right. All right. So we already had our existing collections. We split a table. And we uh went to a show and then we made some money and yep. then we bought stuff we wanted right by getting rid of the stuff we don't want anymore. Right. right? So you're talking about a twenty year old, you're talking about a university guy, yeah. You're talking about no money, so this is the only way I'm gonna finance my <laughs> stuff. More, yeah, I gotta yeah. look through my stuff. And it's funny about collections, right? Something that <laughs> I hate to say it, but collections are kinda like tattoos. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's like, how man, so? sometimes the w- moment you get that one, you're going to love, love this it. for yeah. the rest of your yeah. life. Yeah. I, notice I didn't say girlfriend. No. Right. Because you love them for the rest uh, of your life. Obviously, yes. Obviously. There's no change there. But tattoos, it's like, wow, oh, yeah. yeah. And then five years later, you're going, how do I get rid of this? Why did I get the anchor in my Yeah, bicep? oh, my God. Yeah. So collections are like that. So right. uh, the good news is five years later, you need some money. You can go through your collection and go, ah. I have zero feeling for this book anymore. Um, I haven't opened it or looked at it or cared for it forever. Time to go. right. fair enough. But I really want this other thing, and it costs money, so this is my way of financing. Fair enough. So uh, that's the way we started. And I think I mentioned for sure on the show before how at some point, I don't know where, that changes. You realize there's a little bit of pocket money involved, so you make that fateful first decision of, Going out somewhere to buy something specifically to sell it at the next show, right, right. And what that's happened, that's like that's it's you're it's done. done. Yeah, you're it's done. And the rest is now. History. Was it
0: hard for you to figure out that you you were going to have to separate your collection, like your personal collection, from the collection that you wanted to sell, like from the collection that you knew you had? Because I mean, I know, like when I look at my my own collection, uh-huh. I think, well, okay, I could. I could probably sell a lot of it and not have to worry. Like I, I really don't have that much of, a, of an attachment to it. Right. But there are some that I would never
1: sell, right? Okay. You bring up a great point because a lot of people listening have collections, right? right? And it's not one or the other. And that's the key, right? It's not one or the other. And I think a lot of guys, I think maybe a lot of the... Old season guys, right? See it as one or the other, right? Um, just a sec, Chris. Hold on here. Where uh, Chris is trying to figure I out, can't quite. There uh, we go. There you go. When uh, to pour me a little extra, uh, he needs a little bit more. He, 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 of, we're uh, talking, West, talking, stories here. So. West Cork single malt Irish whiskey. Yeah, Chris and I are fighting through this bottle for the last few shows. There you go.
0: Okay, and uh, it's fighting been,
1: through that's for sure. It's been serving us well. Though. Yeah, hold on here. Cheers. And I will say that the uh,
0: the chaser to that is the Land Shark Lager today. Oh yeah. yeah. Where's it's, that? Where's that?
1: Uh, where's that from? Where
0: is it from? What's well, I think it's Canadian, isn't it?
1: I think it is. Kitchener. 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 Waterloo Brewing Company. Kitchener. Kitchener. All right. Um. So going back to collections, right? So we all, you know, the people listening and ourselves, and and, and you know the customers at the shop. We all have collections, comic book collections. Right. And, and I think, you know, it's, it's, it's uh, we sometimes think black and white uh, a little bit too much in the sense that uh, it's time to sell my collection or I'm collecting. Right. Right. But along the way, there could be multiple, multiple times where you pare down. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You sell off. Sure. For whatever reason. It yep. could be, you know what? I really want to buy that. You know, Spider-Man 14 that came up and it's costing me this much money. I don't have that much. I'm going to go look at my collection. Yeah. See what I don't like or need anymore. I'm going to sell it so I can afford that Spider-Man 14. Right. Or a thousand variations of that scenario. Sure, sure. Right? Yeah. Um, or it's like, you know, like you said, I have a storage issue now. Yeah, absolutely. I live in an apartment and I have a storage issue. Yeah. And I have not opened... Those Harvey boxes <laughs> in four years, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. So uh, time to get rid of my Harveys.
0: But you know what's funny? Okay, so I'll say this about my my personally about my collection. Yeah. So, you know what? I'll, 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 this is a complete tangent here, but we don't know anything. I want to. I want to. I'm going to ask you a quick question. Then we're going to get back to you as a as a store owner. Maybe. Do you consider <laughs> So I go on a bunch of different websites and various uh, comic collecting groups and things like that. And sometimes I'll see somebody that has said, this is my, he'll post, the, he, I'm assuming it's he, but they'll, this person will post a picture mm-hmm. and say, this is my collection so far. Right. And it's trade paperbacks. Right. And I don't know how I feel about that. Because <laughs> trade paperbacks can be reprinted so many times. Right. But the, well, but they're, they're already
1: reprints to begin with. They're already reprints
0: to begin with. Correct. Most 99% of them. But, they're yeah. a fan, but clearly this person who's a fan is enjoying the comics, which is probably more... That person is probably enjoying actually reading comics more than I do.
1: Well, that's his collection,
0: though. But that's his collection. So
1: we, we and the people listening probably make the poor assumption that when you say a collection... Or like, you know, Spidey 1 and right. stuff well, like that. Well, I was going to uh, say, because
0: some people don't...
1: I, I don't know how I feel about it, but right. some people don't feel that... I love that it. Collects, That's their defined collection. This is perfect. my comic book collection. Okay. I have, you know, Why the Last Man, Volume 1 through Volume... Eh, what? 9 right. or something. Or whatever. Or whatever was, yeah. I, I, how far it got. So, so you're okay with that? I love it. Okay. right. All right. I think I'm well, okay I, with I it, mean, too. Uh, but. If, if he called me and said, Are you interested in my collection? I'd say, Hey, go fly. Okay, like, hey, buddy. Like, I, you know, like... <laughs> Trying to run a business here. Right. Right? You so, know. which maybe that,
0: maybe that makes them the purest of collectors because they're collecting purely to read.
1: They're not collecting to read, Chris. They're buying to read and they didn't throw them out because they spent a lot of money. <laughs> so they're calling it their collection. Uh, okay, fair enough. Right? That's yeah, cheating. It's okay, okay, not okay. a collection. Okay, that's all right. That's stuff that's on your bookshelf. It's like it's like me. Okay, that's what I was getting at. So you're talking about going through
0: your books. You say so you go through your books, uh-huh. and then ones you haven't looked at in a while. I go. I look at my comics in my long boxes more often than I do the books on my shelf. So all the trade paperbacks. What the all hell the, is
1: wrong with you? That's what I gotta ask.
0: Well, because they're they're more fun.
1: Yeah, I guess you're right.
0: Right? Because every right. every time you open up a a, a a
1: comic, it's a it's a new issue. You but and what? I have talked about this ad nauseum, I think, but. Um, Going through those boxes is so much fun, and it's never, never, I mean, you register it as a businessman, as an investor, as a person that has vested interest to put money into stuff. You register the things that are worth money. You mentally go, ah, you almost like a little safety check. Sure. Oh, okay, here it is. Here's my Spidey 129, you know, whatever. Yeah. But man, you know, when you and I, we get to our jet dreams number one, it's like, whoa, yeah, whoa it's awesome. you know, how cool is yeah. that? And that kind of stuff, right? And, and we, we look at the cover and we right. enjoy it. And, and then we tuck it back in the box. Right? Yeah. Um, so there, there's, there's, I guess there's merit to that, but there still is those times where for whatever reason you can pare down part of your collection. Yes, absolutely. It, it may be, like I said, it may be, uh, uh, you want to buy something else and you yeah. want to finance it with your existing collection and you go through to, and look at the stuff that you hate. Yeah. You now have a space issue, um, and uh you have to get rid of some stuff because of space yeah and yep. what are you going to get rid of the stuff that you really you you, you assess at that moment sure okay right prioritize yep, here yep, yep. okay listen i have not looked at these dells for uh, a long time a long time yeah. let's get rid of these yeah, dells, yeah. right yeah. um and then there there could be way more practical reasons like sure. uh i need to buy a new furnace Right? Well, I mean, I know I
0: mean I I sold I at one point I had an awful lot of comics. Right. And I sold 95% of them mm-hmm. to help to help get a
1: down payment for when I moved out of my parents' house. But that right? 95%, Chris, is almost your whole collection. Right. I'm talking about a person that may only sell like 3 books right, out of their right. collection. I didn't uh, have that many good books back. Right, there. fair enough. <laughs> um so there are, you know, I think, you know, I guess the danger is to kind of look at, I collect, and then I get rid of everything. Right. But there are so many uh, stops along the way, along that arc of selling everything, keeping everything. There are so many combinations of that arc in terms of necessity, in terms of you're, you're selling your... You know, some people... I'll, I'll give you an example. Okay. I'll give you an example. Chris, um, comics in the last... 18 months have appreciated oh. at a ridiculous crazy. rate. crazy crazy. I know lots of people, a lot of them, yeah, that are uncomfortable owning, let's say, a twenty thousand dollar book. Ab-
0: and, and I don't and I don't blame them.
1: Right, I don't blame them. They don't mind owning a twenty five hundred dollar sure twenty five hundred dollar book. Yeah, right. I put the emphasis on the wrong syllable when I was trying to I put
0: the wrong the emphasis uh, on the wrong syllable. That's what I said.
1: It's right. So. You know, they they own a a $2,500 book and they're proud of it. That's their their most expensive book. But that book just explodes in value. And now it's a $14,000 book for whatever reason. And it's like, now they get nervous. Sure. It's like, oh my God, I can't have this in my collection. It just feels wrong. What if somebody did that? You know, they start having nightmares about people. Whatever. So they sell it. Yeah. Right. Because not because necessarily they're cashing in, even though, I'm sure half the time that's the reason. Right. But I think the other half of the time, it's like, eh. You know, it's like, eh, I'm comfortable. Like I'm uncomfortable with this. I'm uncomfortable yeah. with yeah. This. Well, I'm uncomfortable you, you know, it's, it's
0: because once it's okay, you know, it, when it becomes that much, that expensive. Yes. It becomes like a liquid commodity, right? Right. So you can trade you it. Start, you, can, you start
1: looking at it different. Absolutely. You start looking at it like, wait a minute, this isn't part of my comic collection. Yeah. This is now something worth a lot of money that that's right. I have to kind of treat differently. You Absolutely, yeah. it's not. It's not my really nice high grade copy of Sergeant Fury number seventeen, which I covet because right, it's right. you know it looks like a nine four and it's twelve cent. Yeah, you know, but it might be worth a hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah, whatever. This is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. I get you know, it. So, um, <coughs> so, paring down their collection, paring down your collection is is part of the of the process. Anyway. Um, I think we should get back to. Okay, so
0: you yeah. were paring your collection down.
1: Yeah, I was paring back to my collection. Help paring me. Paring your again. collection down. I was paring my collection down.
0: Have some more Landshark. Yeah, I should. Yeah. Hold on. Here, cheers. Okay,
1: cheers. Here, cheers. here we go. Cheers. Yeah, this yeah, is okay. a good thing. See, what shark does is it slows, it slows things, things down. Slows things down. Yeah, it right. helps to slow things Because right the process. now, I need to be slowed down. Slowed down. You're a little hyper right now. I am.
0: Hold on. Okay, so. Hold on, hold on. Okay, Okay. so you and your friend, Mo, uh, were uh, paring your collections down to buy more books or to even make more money.
1: And then that morphed somehow into uh, uh, buying for resale, and then that kind of started the business aspect of it. And then at one fateful uh, point... Uh we decided to merge our collections together. Right. Based on, and it was pretty easy. He, he was easy going, I was easy going. It was so never d- did it, you have to like look look at each book and say, Well, I have you know We did to a degree, yeah. but we didn't micromanage okay. it. And it was like and back then, Chris, it's like this year you're talking about eighty five. Yeah, yeah. Nineteen eighty five. So that's back then it's like, ah, I think I got three grand worth of stuff and I think you got Roughly three grand worth right, of stuff, right, or two right. and a half grand, and you know, just yeah, yeah, mix yeah. them all together. It didn't matter at that time because you're talking about a disparity of maybe five hundred bucks from one guy to the other, right, tops, right? Right. So you know, and it depended how you looked at sure. it and stuff. So and then and then we kind of became a unit, but um, just kind of as a as a con presence of business, right? Right. And right. then in '96 uh we bought a store right we did a storefront right and like like you know anybody like not anybody like us we both had jobs yeah and we literally bought a store for three thousand (laughs) dollars right and and with the full stock and with the with the employee i must have told this story before but we had a young kid who wasn't going to school at the time He was working the front counter for this guy we bought it off of. Yeah. And uh, Magic the Gathering. Yeah. So he was play all day. He would play Magic the Gathering. Yeah, he just walked. He lived up the street. Yeah. He would come in and he would just play all day. Yeah. But by playing all day, he's also managing the till. Right, right. Right. That kind of stuff. So uh, when we took it over, we go, hey, bud, you know, what what are you getting paid? He was getting paid 40 bucks a week. (laughs) So, Chris... Being the upstanding citizens that we are, yes. we doubled the salary. Wow, that's amazing. We went to 80 you know, right you, away. You, you, you guys are just... Uh, Top-notch uh, philanthropists. What well, well, top 50 employers in Yeah, Canada, that's the for one. Sure. Forbes um, magazine. That's right. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, and then oh, before we know it, we got him to minimum wage and then, you know, that kind of stuff. And we made <laughs> Okay, it. I just want to, want to point out what you just said. <laughs> Eventually, we got him up to minimum wage. Eventually. <laughs> eventually we paid him eventually. eventually we paid him what we were legally obligated to pay him <laughs> but that's great okay. My point was my point was is we we set it right as quickly as we could yes um so and then uh three years after that we kind of moved into a we realized, uh, and then another, I'm going to go off on these tangents now because you're telling me. Yeah. So we were having this, uh, uh, me and Mo, we were having, you know, like, okay, what do we do now? And then, and then uh, uh, we we bought another store called North, Northern Force. Yeah. And that was going well, but I really didn't like the manager of the place, so... <laughs>
0: <laughs> nice, yeah. nice. His name happened to be Chris Owen. Yeah, but... yeah, nice. That's great. Uh, now, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. Go ahead. I didn't manage it when you were when you bought it. You bought it and made me manager. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's let's right. just not forget that. Oh,
1: okay. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Hey, Chris, yeah. run this place. For yeah.
0: yeah, and I think I was making uh, pretty much minimum wage.
1: Oh, come on. I think you were about 25 cents higher. <laughs> if that, if mm-hmm. that. We'll see about that. So... We uh, anyway we found uh, we were looking for a, and we, we we knew a high end restaurateur in Toronto. Right, uh, my good buddy's brother. Okay, he, this is the type of restaurant that had all the um, uh, like uh, uh, football players and hockey players right. come into the right. place. You know what I mean? Like this was a high end yeah, restaurant, yeah. right? And he knew business okay because he was a high-end restaurateur yeah but he was my buddy's brother right right so um we sat down with him we bought him lunch one day oh and we sat down and we go hey you know like uh we want some advice yeah we're trying to you know move our business yeah yeah and and uh and uh we, we just want some advice on what we should do where we should go and you know uh and then uh, we told him, he we goes, well, what do you guys uh, got? And I go, well, we got a comic book business. Right. And, he, and he's sitting there and he's going, looks at us. Looks like, you know, <laughs> a good, bad, the ugly almost with the eyes. Looks yeah. at Mo, looks at me, looks at Mo, looks at me. And he goes, comic books, comic books. <laughs> I'm not getting a pulse. <laughs> uh, I love that line. Yeah. So that line stuck with us. So um anyway at the end of the day he said location location right, location. Right. So we went in Hamilton Ontario and we found what at that time it was the best available location, right? Right. Or the highest kind of uh, traffic. traffic commercial street right near the expressway. Right. Right. So we figured that was good <laughs> and uh, that's where I am today. Yeah, yeah, right? fair so, enough. So in a sense when you're opening up a comic shop, you, you got to Do it. You got to open up a comic shop, and then I think the second most important part is you got to be in a good spot in town. Right. You got to be a spot where, you know, the fanboys, the 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 real hardcore guys are going to find you wherever. True. Yeah. Yeah. But if you really want to do commerce, if you really want to do you know the old uh, moms in the minivans uh, shtick of the early two thousands and stuff. uh, you you want to be on a high traffic place sure right? sure so uh, you know i think having a good spot in town is important
0: now now i know you when you first opened that that location you had a really good manager at that
1: at that store i forget his name <laughs> yeah you would mm. but you're right having a person in charge that knows what they're doing right, is another key ingredient to the store. That is true, yes. Right? Yes. And, and, and a person that you understood, you, you've been in comic shops your whole life. Yeah. You worked part-time in comic shops and then, you know, stepping in to manage a comic shop. Yeah. You at least understood, and I think this is the focal point, is, is that, you know, this is a community, this is a, a group of people, customers, clientele coming in that really kind of Crave this product, sure and and you understood that, or anybody running this store has to understand that yeah absolutely that, that, that's the place that they come you know you you go to the grocery store because you have to right you go to um, you know uh, home depot because uh, you have to, right. something broken in your yeah, house. Yeah, you, know? yeah. you go to a comic shop because you want to.
0: That's the, right? th- that has to be, it then becomes a destination store, right? That's right, right. Yeah. that's
1: right. So, and so you have to be aware of that, and you have to be aware of everybody's idiosyncrasies and tastes and stuff like that. So just, you know, having that, operating under that M.O., right? you know, uh, opening up, picking a good spot in town, Treating it like an important place for the people that are coming in is a mindset that, you know, you can't have success without any of those things. No, I, I agree. Think, I right? agree, yeah. And so, and then you kind of move on from there. And then, Chris, it's other things. It's small things. It's like, it's like you know, putting your money where your mouth is. It's, yeah. like, it's like spending to have product. It's like having faith sure. in the industry, having faith in the hobby, having faith in, oh my God, I mean, like how many of these Ninja Turtle uh, uh, toy packs? Yeah, do I yeah, you know, yeah. If I get three because they're $180 a case, <clears throat> yeah. you know, oh, like if I get two, that's a lot of money, but then you sell out in a day. Right. So you've lost all that opportunity. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Opportunity to make more money. Yeah. But if you get 40 and you're, you sell eight. And you're sitting on them. Yeah, you can't. You know, so there's, there's there's just that. That's where again, competence and and feel for your marketplace, your own personal local marketplace. If you don't have the feel for your local marketplace in terms of what it can bear as a comic book shop yep. you're screwed absolutely yeah. for, you're sure. Screwed, yeah, right? for sure yeah uh, for sure you're screwed a if you undersell your marketplace yep. and you're screwed b if you oversell your yeah absolutely and that's the tough 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 part about owning owning a comic book shop is you know almost all the stuff you get is is non-returnable absolutely right? yeah yeah so you mess yourself up if you order too little yeah and you mess yourself up if you order you're too, too much yeah right? for sure um and then, like, we did a lot of stuff, um, you know. And then you got to kind of foster that community. You got to foster the loyalty. You got to, you know, it, and and it can't be forced because people are perceptive, right? As you know, right? You can't pretend that you're chit chatting about stuff. You got to no. be genuine, genuine. Absolutely, it, right? Yeah. And then people feed off of that. And so you 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 hire people that are are are. You know, hobbyists themselves, right? In a way, well, Um, you have to
0: because, because, um, you know, when you go into a store like that, you want to be able to talk to somebody that knows what they're talking about. You can't mm -hmm. go in there and then have them say, I don't know, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't know anybody. Are you reading that shit?
1: Yeah, exactly. Right? You know, so yeah, you don't want to go there, but, but (laughs) what I've found, one of the main rules not rules tenets uh, lessons uh, whatever i've learned over the years of running a comic book shop there is no department that will succeed sub genre of collecting that yeah. will succeed if you don't have somebody on staff that is massively passionate and immersed right. in it right you cannot have a good toy department in your comic shop if you don't have a toy guy. Right. I agree with that. Yeah. You cannot have a good uh, sports card section if well, you don't have a sports card I mean, look, look at... Uh, I mean,
0: Big B used to have a lot of Magic the Gathering. Right.
1: Because we had somebody on staff that was an expert at Magic the Gathering. Right, right. And
0: then as soon as you don't have that person that knows how to buy, knows how to sell...
1: Right. And knows right. how to foster a community. Yeah. Yeah. You don't no longer sell the Magic the Gathering. That's right.
0: That's right. But
1: um, vintage... vintage comics. You know, we're our yeah. show about vintage comics primarily... You, you, part of the formulas for success of a comic shop, I think, worldwide right now is vintage anything. Yes, absolutely. Right? It, it, the market, remember you and I just talked about how, how you have to guess right on retail at, yep. at stuff that you buy through invoices, whether it's through Diamond or through whatever yep, the yep. distributors are in your area. Uh, you have to guess right or you're screwed, yep. right? Um it's so hard to run a successful comic shop based on just retail, unless literally, unless you're in Times Square. Well, or, yeah, I mean, no. I
0: remember um, like I remember years ago when the Silver Snail in Toronto was still still around. Yeah, um, well, around. well, okay, yeah, yeah. The, when the big store was still around on Queen on Street, Queen Street, it right. was two floors. Yeah, you know, and I remember talking uh, with people with people who ran that place at the time. And uh you know, I remember I, we were talking about how like you know and I, I think I was I may have been managing for you or maybe I was just working somewhere else and we we're talking about how some stores would get like say for example, one or two uh, remember those uh, Bowen statues right and they would get like one or you know the the, the odd store would get one or two Bowen statues. The same when they
1: were just coming up,
0: Yeah, of say The Thing or something yeah. like that. And I remember the Silver Snail on Queen Street was ordering like 100 at a time. Right. Because they could, they could go through it. Right. right? They had the yeah, clientele. They, they, they figured had the, it out
1: and they had their clientele. And they built up the rep. They built up the thing. Yeah. But I don't think they just started at 100. They, no. They, but also an important part of a comic shop, and this is where the business acronym comes in, is at some point Ron, the old yeah. owner... At some point, he had to realize something is catching. Yeah. And then he has to up his orders, and he has to up his orders. It's so easy to miss those signals. Sure. And err on the side of caution. Oh, thank God we sold out. Yeah, and then order six more next time. Right. Who? Thank God we sold out. They're expensive, and order yeah, six yeah. more next time. That's right. Right. Yeah. Whereas he, you know, he had that business sense. Who? Wait a minute. Those six sold out real quick. I'm gonna get twelve next yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Oh, those twelve sold out real quick. Oh, yeah. And within a year and a half, he's ordering 120. That's right. Right. That's right. Uh, items that are $300. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, and and they're coming out weekly, monthly i don't know, like, I, I, know, you know like, I know that guy was just a king and then he loaded his store with toys yeah right yeah so again uh somebody immersed but um I, you know what i think
0: uh we're we're running out of time actually so i think we need to uh revisit this as, as part two we are we are we're running out of time oh, uh we're
1: all right, we're well, run- all right let i me, think we let me, should have
0: part two of this right
1: let me let me cap it off okay um well, I guess we're running out of time I, I, I didn't know where to cap it off
0: well okay listen um, we're gonna we're gonna continue on next week and we're gonna keep on talking about this because I want we haven't even got to the, the nitty-gritty of how what makes a good store really a good store fair enough all right so let's let's cap it off for now and uh, we'll see you next week see you next week